Welcome to another episode of Plateau Partners Pulse, a show about business networking and ideas brought to you by the Plateau Partners, a BNI chapter in the greater Seattle Puget Sound area. I'm your host, Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects. I am joined today by Troy Hunter of Injury Law Group Northwest. Um, and you're a nice guy. You're an attorney and you're a nice guy. I know that that's like a terrible thing to lead with. However, well, thank you. People have like trigger reactions about things. So we're not going to let that we're not going to let that happen today. Um, we are, however, going to start with the speed round, um, which for some people is more speedy than others. So let's see what we can do here. OK, so I already gave away your name and your business name. So childhood nicknames. Childhood nicknames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Little Miss Whiskey. <laughs> you asked. Really? Yes. Why? Because my born last name is Litomiski. Ah. And then I took my stepdad's name, which is Hunter. Okay. Interesting. Little and oh, So there I were lots that. of names that spun off of that Czechoslovakian spelling that I was born with. Oh, wow. That's so good. Little Miss Whiskey. Are you a whiskey drinker? I am. Yeah. We'll Maybe see. that was ordained. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it sort of feels like, yes, Um, that's a good one. I mean, mine was like beans, but not the same. Okay. Um, Your business name. Injury Law Group Northwest. mm -hmm. So, you know, the whole what's in a name thing. So why the name that you gave it? Because it really does impart what it is that we do. Um, You know, it captures that quite easily and where we do it. So we represent... People who have been injured or damaged by the carelessness or negligence of others um, throughout the state of Washington. I like that. I, what I appreciate about it is that, um, I mean, obviously I know these details, but there is a group of you. And so to know that you have a team on your side and um, that it's not all about you. So many injury lawyers seem to, you know, like, hey, you're having a problem? You know, call Stan Little Miss Whiskey. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you are making it then not about you. It's about the people that you are working with. And the fact that, like, just keep it simple. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not even about my team. It's not about us, right? It's about the people who are injured. It, it's about them. They're the ones who have been through an accident, that they're dealing with an injury. They're dealing with bills, being out of work, you know, trying to recover. And so it's about that. Mm-hmm. It's not about me for sure. You know, I talk about doing marketing and things like that. And everybody always wants to splash my face on something. And it's like, no, I don't want my face on my website. I don't want it on a billboard. I don't want it on the side of a bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, well, and it, it's like it, it cheapens it, A, and then you become, you know, Stanley, Little Miss Whiskey. And um, or... As you know, you're pointing out, it makes it about the wrong person. Like you're not going to go in as some kind of a hero. That's not what this is about. Um, you know, this is as your as your tagline says. This is about you know you helping your clients get what they deserve. Yeah, and you know our our, our tagline is you know we give hope, we get results. And again, the hope and the results is all about our client. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're all about. It's awesome. It's, I mean, the man is good. I, I, I have to say, I don't think there's anyone that I've interviewed yet for Plateau Partners Pulse 
whose services I have not used. That's pretty good. That is good. Right? And I hope you never have to use my services. Well, I mean, <laughs> I did already, like, you know, on behalf of someone else. And I know, like, like every person that I talk to about how I've used their service, I've said, like, it's okay. I'm outing myself um, because, you know, client and, like, patient or client, lawyer, confidentiality, whatever it is. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, I'm transparent as saran wrap. So uh, we talked about what your serv- what services you provide. How long have you been in business for now? Um, I've been practicing law for 22 years, um, but I've been doing the personal injury practice for six years. Was it a difficult transition going from what you were doing to doing this? Not difficult, challenging. Um, I know one of the questions we typically talk about is what sets me apart or why am I different Mm -hmm. than the competition? Mm -hmm. And one of the things is, is that I did insurance defense litigation for 16 years. So I worked for the insurance companies defending lawsuits for personal injury uh, plaintiffs. And six years ago, I switched sides. I left the defense world and started working for the plaintiff side. And that's a challenge to get your own practice going in that world, um, in that specialty, but it is much more rewarding. Uh, I feel like I'm doing something that matters now, Mm -hmm. and I feel good about representing the clients that I represent. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that the experience that you had prior has then helped you then with just what, you know, it, I imagine it like a game of chess, right? So it's like, okay, so I'm going to do this, and then they're going to counter with this. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, thinking that those three or four moves ahead, like mm-hmm. in chess, um, I know how the defense works. I know how they operate. I know what forms they fill out. I know what information they're looking at and considering, and it does make a big difference. Um, and so that experience is what sets me apart. Oh, yeah. It's that's fascinating. It's like you got the inside. Um, so I know that your office is located on the east side of Seattle. That said, um, can you work with people from anywhere? Yes, and I do um, all across the state of Washington from Bellingham down to Vancouver over to Spokane and Walla Walla. I have had cases all across the state. Interesting. So within, though, the state? Yes. Okay. Um, fascinating. Okay. So how long have you been in B&I? Um, two and a half years now. Is that it? That's it. Feels longer, it doesn't does. it? It does. <laughs> like every single time somebody asks or says how long they've been a part of it, I'm like, really? That's it? Gosh. It feels like we go way back. Uh, what do you appreciate most about being a member of, um, B&I? Like the organization in general? Yeah. I mean, it. It's like taking your Facebook friends and family mm-hmm. and your business Rolodex and mashing them up together. Oh, that's a good analogy. And that's what I feel like happened when I joined BNI. Some of my friends, family, business associates all came, became one group. And I just really love that about it. That's awesome. Okay. What about our chapter in particular? What's your favorite part? And so those particular people who make up that Rolodex um, are such quality individuals um, as people, as friends, um, socially and professionally. They are just 
such high quality that I, I, I would hope you'd find that in any BNI chapter. I just feel particularly lucky that I found it in this BNI chapter. Mm-hmm. That it feels like that's the answer a lot that people give, and it's it's that whole giver's gain, right? So it's the energy that you put in is the energy that you get, and uh, you know. Whenever you're contemplating joining any BNI chapter, it's like you should be visiting various ones because you're going to find your people. Yes. You know, it's like what our parents told us when you're heading off to college, right? You'll find your people. And, you know, you're like, ah. um, but you do. You find your people. And, um, you know, we've we have found that we're in a great group of people. So uh, the words like, know and trust, they are commonly associated with BNI. What words would you say are commonly associated with you? Determined, knowledgeable, and sarcastic. (laughs) Uh, Honest. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Tell me something that your clients or just people in general maybe don't know about you. I I keep telling everybody I love the quirk. Give me something quirky. Um. I used to uh, do a lot of writing for scripts for film and actually was presented with an award by um, Oliver Stone, which was pretty cool. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's Got the party with the Stone Man. <laughs> Not the Stones, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Oliver Stone, which is pretty cool. And, and um, we have a couple people in our chapter that I could see you um, – working with on some ideas that they have. Um, Zach needs a movie written about his life. Uh, um, JD has a story about Halloween that he talks about. Um, Really? I haven't heard about the Halloween story from JD. I know about his book and we've talked about his book. Oh no, this is the one, this makes me laugh. Um, It's not this amazing work of like alternative fact fiction that is going to like bring him fame and fortune. It's his story about pumpkins and Halloween. It's going to be amazing. So, um, I am a horror film aficionado. Oh, my gosh. So You're we in. really need to talk. You are JD, in. call me. Exactly. Okay. What is your top most FAQ? Um, how much is this going to cost? And how much is it worth? <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, what is your favorite curse word? Um, talking about film scripts, um, my favorite curse word is the one that appears, and I think it's like said about 36 times in the opening scene of Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> Darn dibby do. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yep, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. Well, just like the slippery attorney that he is, just kidding. Um, Surprise. That's not me, folks. Yeah, that's not you. Um, <laughs> surprise, we have a twofer. So we have actually two attorneys in our group. Troy, as we've talked about, he is a um, injury and like, you know, that's his area of specialty. But then we've got Justin Park. Hi. Here he is. <laughs> hey, Justin. Okay. So welcome to the show. Thank you. And you are Justin Park of Romero Park. Correct. So we're going to do the speed round with you, too. And then the two of you, we're going to bounce back and forth between the two of you. All right. So here we go. Speed round. Childhood nicknames. A Juddy Buddy. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, 
story behind your business name? Well, my name is Park, and my partner's <laughs> name is Romero. You put those two together, and you get Romero Park. Okay, that's true. All right. Fairly straightforward. Um, it is fairly straightforward. Okay, so what do you specialize in? Like what service or product? We provide business and transactional and litigation services uh, for our clients. So that means we deal with uh, real estate issues, employment issues, uh, construction law issues, business formation, things of those nature, of that nature. So my big idea. Your big idea. If you've got a big idea... Come see me, and we will help you realize on all of the legalities and formalities that you need in order to make that big idea a thing. I don't know if I can afford the amount of time that I'm going to have to spend with all of the ideas that I have, but that's very good to know. So where are you located? Uh, Our main office is downtown Bellevue. Uh, We've been there for 23 years, same office space. Wow. And uh, we have a satellite office in San Diego, California. Very cool. Okay. What makes you different, would you say, from your competitors, besides, obviously, area of focus? Yeah. Um, I like to say that the, what, what gives us a competitive advantage over the same firms that do the same thing downtown in Seattle, right, mm-hmm. um, is that we are small enough to have the flexibility to tailor our services to our clients' needs. And what I mean by that is that, a lot of times you go to a, a larger firm uh, and you walk in and you say, I want this, and they're going to give you that, mm-hmm. um, and they'll give you a specific price, right? I don't want to necessarily be that lawyer. What I want to be is the lawyer who sits down with you and your big idea mm-hmm. and says, all right, where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, right? And let's design a structure that's going to get you there, and let's find a way to make that the portion of that structure we can do within a reasonable uh, pricing structure a reality. And we have the flexibility to do all of that because I'm not tied. Our overhead is really low. I'm not, I'm not tied to um, a group of, of partners that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have any of those restrictions. So we can be very uh, quick to respond to your needs. That's, that's very nice. Me and my idea are very excited. <laughs> um, okay. What, um, I'll ask both of you this, actually. Why do you do what you do? Want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Why do I do what I do? Um, Originally, the choice uh, was motivated because um, I saw my family. Um, My dad was an electrical contractor, brought me into the business. I was working for him as I went through college. We'd been doing, he'd been doing electrical for as long as I was around, right? And I finally went out on his own and got to the point where he was ready to uh, take the next step right? Go to the next level. And in doing so, um, it did not go well. Um, and I saw a lot of the problems that developed as a result of that. And that's what started me thinking, Hey, I might want to be a lawyer because I can help with those particular things. Mm -hmm. And with that kind of in that particular experience drove me to go to law school and, and also drove me into the part of the law that I'm a part of because I'm right now positioned to help somebody avoid that very problem. Because mm-hmm. there are so many, especially within BNI, there are so many small business owners that are maybe really good at the product or service that they offer. Exactly. However, that doesn't make them a good business owner. Great technicians are not always great business people. 
but with the right amount of help, we can make certain that they can focus on being the amazing technician they are and try to take as much of that, you know, business stuff that is, uh, frankly, not what they really wanted to do uh, out of the out of the way. Right. You know, I'm like, what happened to a gentleman's handshake? <laughs> I mean, you know, I granted I'm not a gentleman. However, I'm like, you know, oh, I have to have a contract. <sighs> OK. Uh, what about you, Troy? What would you say is your why? We didn't cover that. In your yeah. Speed round. Well, you um, talked about this kind of being like a game of chess. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a big game player and a strategist. I love games like chess or backgammon. I, I play poker regularly with friends. Um, and so... Ooh, B&I poker game. Yeah, there we go. Oh, right. And, um, and so I always knew that I wanted to do something like that. And being a trial lawyer is that. And I finally, when I changed six years ago to doing litigation for personal injury clients, that's when I found the right place to apply that. Um, because I did, like I said, the insurance defense for 16 years and I did that job and I did it well, but I never felt passionate about it. Now I kind of feel like I'm putting my powers, you know, to, to fight the good fight, um, for the, the right side. Right. It must have been like playing chess against yourself in a way, because when you were on the other side, it's like, eh, you could always outmaneuver, right? Like, they're not going to know what to do. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I'm mad on behalf of those people. Okay. Um, Justin. Yes. So how long have you been in BNI? I want to say three years now, something like that. I have the same reaction. Is that all? Uh, what do you appreciate most about BNI as an organization? I love how great they make me look and not by, not, not by referring myself. I love it when I go to a client and they say, I need this and I have somebody for them. Mm-hmm. Their trust level in me skyrockets, right? Because of the ability of other people in BNI. Um, I think that's an amazing concept, right? To make it work like that. I have, I refer people to Troy. And, uh, and, and the, the rebound effect I get from that is a client coming back to me and now they trust me even more than they did before. It's the ultimate customer service. It's awesome. I mean, I used to, when I worked in retail, I heartily believed in if I didn't have the product, then the next best thing was sharing with them who does. And they didn't then go to that place. They came back to where I was because they were like, okay, what else can you help me with? So, I mean, part of providing good service to a client is acknowledging that you're not the right service for them, but helping them find the right service. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do, we, what do you think is the best part of our specific chapter? Well, that, that, I could go on for a while about that. Um, well, then it wouldn't be the speed round. Right. <laughs> 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 um, I, well, the, the best part is that I look forward to seeing my friends every week. That's nice. Oh, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the words like, no, and trust are commonly associated with BNI. What are three words that are commonly associated with you? Caring, creative, and cost-sensitive. And I'm able to rattle those off because they are built in to our firm vision that we established about uh, 16 years ago. And there's word, those words are still there today. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And next, tell me something that people maybe wouldn't know about you. And I, I say it every time. Our producer, Eric, can account for this. I am always like, quirky. I want quirky. 
quirky. Yeah, you know, something I mean, random. I could do something like, you know, watashi ga nihon de sundita ga ni nenkan gurai ne. Something like that, right? That would, I could speak Japanese for you. Um, that, that, that kind of works. What did you just say? I said I lived in Japan for about two years at one point in my life. And there it is. And, uh, and you know, I, so I, 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 and, but then I give people the idea that I can still really just, you know, nail it and, and, uh, <laughs> It's been a while. But you're, <laughs> it's you're, still there. You're a rather tall gentleman, Justin, to and imagining you living in Japan for a couple of years. <laughs> I, I stuck out. I stuck out badly. Yeah. The worst was that the um spiders in Japan build their webs where they will be out of the reach of people. That was about face level for me. So and I have a spider issue. So there's another quirky thing for you. Oh, I Yeah. yeah okay. Spider I, issue. And uh so I would regularly walk face first into spider webs, and uh, maybe that probably contributed to my. I was just going to say, which came first, the spider issue or living <laughs> in Japan? So it's a good question. Now I, I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh huh. See, this is what I'm good at making making connections. <laughs> okay, uh, what would you say is your top most FAQ? Uh, wow. Let's see. Well, how much is this going to cost always comes out really quickly when you're talking with a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Troy said. Um, yeah. So that's probably the number one that, that that I get the most quickly. And honestly, like that's exactly why I asked the question because yeah. it's that that question that is like it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. You know, people want to know that. And, yeah. um, and, well, and the funny part is if they don't ask it, I usually make sure that I volunteer it some point in that first conversation, mm-hmm. right? Just so that. There's no unexpected issues. Right. Okay. Um, now, if I recall from season one, this question is just not as satisfying. <laughs> Justin, what's your favorite curse word? I love them all equally. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> um, like his children, he loves them all equally. <laughs> I, well, uh, it it is a... Let's be honest. It's a point of emphasis in, in my life that I try not to curse. Um, and so as a result, you know, my favorite ones are things like what the and and, uh, you know, flipping and things like that. Right. right. So um, the but as I think as we've discussed before, you know, anything's a curse word if you use it as a curse word. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I would agree. All right. Well, um, since this is a doubleheader, so to speak, um, and I'm joined by both Troy Hunter of Injury Law Group Northwest and Justin Park of Romero Park, we are going to only take one break. And uh, during that break, you're going to hear a whole bunch of ads from some of our fellow members of BNI. And because they are folks that we like, know, and trust, you can trust us when we tell you. They're awesome people and awesome products and services. So take a listen, and we'll be right back with Troy and Justin and Plateau Partners Pulse. Entrepreneurs, is your why lackluster, stale, or missing for investor pitches and presentations? Do you lean on data rather than a compelling narrative to tell your story? Stories sell ideas. Don't leave them out. The ability to tell your story with impact is an essential business skill. Find and finesse your story so you can finance your brand and business with Melissa Reeves, CEO of Story Fruition. 
Melissa teaches core storytelling elements that engage clients and investors alike. Recently, one CEO secured over $35 million in Series A funding using the Story Fruition method. Get started at storyfruition.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Are you overwhelmed by all the photos you have tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention sitting on jump drives, the cloud, or your phone? Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen can help you get inspired, organized, or creative with both traditional or digital scrapbooking products, services, and events. Don't have the time, energy, or interest to DIY? Eileen can also create a professional quality photo book or scrapbook for you. For more information or to book a free consult, go to memorybooksbyeileen.com. That's memorybooksbyeileen.com. Save and share the stories that matter most. Running a business is challenging enough. Figuring out your taxes is the last thing you want to focus on. CPA and enrollment agent Raj Prabhu keeps current on tax laws and requirements and helps you navigate the ever-changing tax maze so you can focus on steering your business to a profit. Advising and strategizing with small business owners on how to save money is his specialty. If you need someone that can speak tax and accounting, you need to speak with Raj Prabhu of RLP Tax and Accounting at www.rlptax.com. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A.com. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am joined by Troy Hunter and Justin Park, the two attorneys in our group. So, gentlemen, why would I call an attorney? Now, that's a basic question, and that seems ridiculous. However, as we have oft discussed, people don't know when to call, who to call, um, unless, of course, it's Ghostbusters and then they know exactly who to call. Um, <laughs> I had those lyrics going through my brain. I know. <laughs> I can that. see it. I could like actually see it. And so I was like, I'm just going to I'm going to take care of that. Um, because, as Troy says, we don't know what we don't know. And so in both of your specialties, when do you call? I'll start off. Oh. Um you know, so obviously on a personal injury standpoint, if you've been injured or suffered damage uh, because of somebody else, then you should consult with an attorney. You don't 
know if you have a claim or a lawsuit or anything like that until you talk to an attorney. An attorney can hear the facts, hear the situation, who's experienced in that area, and let you know. And if you don't know, again, what you don't know, then you should find out. That doesn't mean you have to hire an attorney. and It doesn't mean you have to pay for an attorney. Giving me or any personal injury attorney a call just to run by us the situation that you're in doesn't cost you anything. Then we can advise you. We can let you know what your options are, and then you can decide how you would like to proceed. So it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost. Call. Is it true that if people call you that they don't pay you unless they are awarded something? Yes. In personal injury litigation, I don't get paid unless and until I recover money for my clients. And at that point, I get paid a percentage of that. If I don't recover anything, if I don't recover anything for them, I don't get paid. And I can handle a case for a year and at the end of the day, not get paid. Thank goodness it doesn't happen very often. But just, just to be clear, that was Troy saying that. That was not me <laughs> saying that. I'm in a much in a different situation entirely. You, you're in a completely different situation for the way you bill. But uh, I'll yes. let you speak. In that, it's the same advice. I believe that if you have questions, call an attorney. Oh yeah, I I, I would as, as Troy was giving his answer right there. You know, I was I was thinking of examples when people would call Troy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and when people don't necessarily think to call a lawyer, right, is that you're dealing with an insurance company about, you know, damage to car, house, person, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are great times to call Troy. Right. Because he can help you, you know, navigate, all navigate that. through that morass that is, you know, insurance claims. Um, so that's a, another great reason to call him. It's, you know, but certainly if you're if you're hurt. Oh my goodness! You got to call somebody like Troy. And actually, you don't don't not someone like him. Call him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I I would agree with that. Okay. But to me. Um, so yeah, now your turn. So mm-hmm. besides having you know your your big idea, like the idea yeah. of kind of a business attorney. I mean, that's like a that's a that's a broad concept, broad. right? Um. So you you call me if you have a business. So that's the that's the first place. But uh. Business itself is a term that has obviously a myriad of meanings, right? So um, I would say even more than that. So let's say you own a piece of real estate. Well, maybe you don't have a quote unquote business. Uh, you do have an interest there that is that is designed to give you some kind of a return, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's those are the situations you need to involve an attorney in. If there's something that impacts that, um, whether it be governmental regulation or um, uh, a neighbor issue or uh, with real estate, a boundary line dispute, um, or you're just involved in a transaction, right? You're selling something, you know, a business, a piece of real estate, something like that. Um, those are the times. dissolving. Yeah, like, right. Ending. Right. Ending. So Exit like, strategies you know, are. I'm like, all right, I've had it with you. My big idea. Yeah. Um, you know, you didn't contribute. And now Hit I. Hit the road, big idea. Right. right. Yeah. And so yeah. now I want a divorce from my, my partner, the big idea. Yeah. Um, that's something that you help with as well. Yeah. Or, you know, one, one, of, the, one of the things we talk a lot about uh, is we do business divorce. Now, we don't do family law. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're divorcing your spouse. That means uh, when you have a group of people who come together to form a business, inevitably there will be an end. 
and oftentimes that end can be, um, you know, brought. acrimonious and acrimonious, <laughs> and and then that's another case where you need an attorney and someone, and our firm can help with that. Okay, so and, I may just add on to that. So you know, I talked a little bit about the area that I specialize in, and Justin's talked about some of the areas, only some of the areas. He <laughs> does much more than that. Um, and so somebody might be sitting there thinking, well, I'm not sure who to call. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have a issue, but I don't know what attorney to call. Like BNI, it's great having these really good resources because if you don't know, again, call. Mm-hmm. Call me. You may not have a personal injury. You may have a will, trust, or estate, a probate question, or, you know, something else, you can still call me. And if it's not an area that I can help you with, then I can refer you to Justin, or I can refer you, if it's a criminal law matter, I have criminal law attorneys that I know that I can refer you to. So just make the call and raise the issue, and then we can help you get where you need to go. And especially with the two of us, right? I. I know this for a fact, and I think I can say this. Neither of us charge for an initial phone call. Correct. Ever. Mm-hmm. So there's there's literally no reason not to call. Right. I mean, it's it's very clear. And I, I basically talk for a living, so I can't remember <laughs> when I was saying this. Um, however, that whole resource point that you bring up, Troy, about, you know, maybe you don't know the person, but, you know— um, like when you're voting, right? If there's some name recognition, yeah, then it's like, oh, um, you know, who do you know? Who can you recommend? Who do you trust? And so then there becomes this by association. So, you know, I know for a fact that if I'm looking for something and I don't have the answer, I know that I have two resources within our group and within my personal Rolodex that I'm like, all right, I don't have the answer but I know who is probably going to have the answer. And so that's something that, you know, just to underscore the importance of that, that, you know, don't worry about what lane they're in. Just call somebody yeah. that you trust. Yeah, because we don't even stay in our own lanes. Justin and I have gotten on the phone with each other and talked over a client's situation and come up with some great thoughts, great ideas, working with each other for that client. And, and and it's gone both ways. I mean, I, I remember times I've called Troy thinking, I think this might be a Troy situation and talked it through. And we together realized, oh, no, that needs to stay with me. Or sometimes it's, no, that needs to go to Troy. And it's happened both ways. So if you call one of us, effectively you get both of us. So it's all good. Well, so I I was throwing ideas at Troy earlier, like, okay, so I take my kid to one of the bouncy house places, which is a business, and I sign the waiver hastily because little Johnny is like (laughs) dying to get in there and is already basically in there with his friends. It's mayhem. There are a bunch of like teenagers wearing like their khakis and the polo shirt, mostly on their phones, not really paying attention (laughs) and something happens. So as the parent, now my kid like gets knocked with another kid and they both fall down and they might have a concussion. Does the waiver hold? What is the business liable for? You know, do I go after that little punk Ralph that hit Johnny? Like, who am I? What do I do? Because my kid is like genuinely hurt. Like, I'm not being a, you know, a jerk. And I'm like, never liked that Ralph's parents. One of the interesting things about this question is that it would actually 
pit Justin and I a little bit at opposite sides <laughs> of the issue. Because the business owner might call me because, hey, I just got a letter from this lawyer saying that, uh, that, that my waiver is no good and uh, little Johnny hurt himself and uh, what do I do, right? Mm-hmm. And Troy would get the call from, from the parents saying, hey, little Johnny hurt himself and I want to sue these guys into you know, next week. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. That's Interesting. Awesome. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's something that, you know, then obviously, like, then you're have that the interest of whomever it is that got hurt and making sure. Now, what about on the other side? What if you are somebody that, like, did the hurting, if you will? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something happens. Um do you help people navigate that? No. Um, so that is why most people have insurance, right? Okay. Whether it's a business, they have business insurance, liability insurance. If uh, you know, if it's a motor vehicle accident, you have auto insurance. So if you cause somebody else an injury, um, even if it's at your home, right? The bouncy, bouncy house is in your backyard, well, this is and what somebody I'm comes of. and gets yeah. it gets hurt. You know, that's why you have homeowner's insurance or you have renter's insurance. You know, so your insurance company, whatever that insurance company is, it's insuring you for that incident. They're going to be the ones to hire an attorney. What I used to do, they would hire me to defend the person who's getting sued for their negligence. What I'm thinking of is taking the bouncy thing on the road. As you say, it's, you know, in my backyard and my own kid gets hurt. And, you know, and it's actually like, you know, a decent injury. Is that something that it's not the company that, you know, did anything, but. like, Or did they? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I like the concept of a decent injury. I mean, well, you know. It's a decent injury. It's right a there. decent injury. Well, because here's the thing, like. Back in my day, like, you know, I broke my arm and my parents were like... <sighs> Rub some dirt on that and get right. back to it. exactly. <laughs> like, just because the bone is sticking out, like, seriously, we were about to go to synchronized swimming at the country club, and now you've done this. <laughs> um, you know, and so now, like, we tend to hover a bit more. So, you know, like, it sounds weird, but, like, kind of suing yourself so that you can get some, if there is a significant injury there. Well, there's there's two things that that you just triggered in my mind. Um, so one thing is, yeah, that, that bouncy house is in your backyard and, and it's kind of going to the, you don't know what you don't know. If the injury was caused because of a defect or a design defect or a manufacturing defect in that product, then yeah, you still might have a claim against the manufacturer, or the seller or what have you for the defect or the negligence involved in that product. Um, it, it might not be. It might just be that your son or, or daughter, you know, just jumped out and did a header onto, you know. It's a defect. <laughs> <laughs> and the defect and may the be genetic. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Sorry, I can't do that. But, you know, one of the other things is that I talk over with people who call in is to find out, do you have a claim? Do you actually have, you know, an actionable claim against somebody for something? That's one of the things that I try and do is vet that that concept and let you know. For example, husband and wife get in a car accident. Husband's driving, does something negligent. His wife is sitting next to him, a passenger. She gets hurt. Most people won't stop and think about the fact that she can sue him 
doesn't matter that it's her husband. Right. And it, they actually get along and, you know, whatever. Right. It's well, just, it matters a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to explain that a little bit more to the couple and say, now, look, Mr. Smith, I have to sue you so that your wife can get to your insurance because that's the only way she's going to get compensated for her injury is through your insurance. And so to do that, we need to sue you. And that doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Right. Doesn't mean, you know, we don't want to, you know, cause any disharmony in the household, but it's how we need to get to your insurance. Right. Because her insurance may not cover all the injuries that that happen and like the care that she requires. Right. Well, the negligence piece. Yeah. I mean, her health insurance might might do it, but not the vehicle insurance. Right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. There's so much. There's so much. Now, I'm going to be working with with you before the party. Because you're going to call me up and say, I'm going to have 35 kids in a bouncy house in my backyard. What do I need to do? And I'm going to help you draft up a waiver that you're going to have those parents sign where they're going to say, hey, look, we're agreeing that I'm turning little Johnny loose in a bouncy house with 35 other kids. And I get that that's an inherently dangerous activity. And therefore, I'll sign this and then he can go and play. So I'm so you aren't on the hook. Okay. Now, it's not necessarily my my business. I've rented this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, they have a nice little contract they give you well, and make you sign. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. So like, so they're covered. And just because like, you know, they came and they, they put it together and everything, but 35 kids at a bouncy house that are jacked up on sugar, not a good combination. So <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be rife with injury and upset. So does that contract then hold up for me as the parent? Like, you know, if little Ralph. Which contract are you talking about? The contract well, with the bouncy house people or the contract, the, the contract, waiver with the other parents? The waiver that you're suggesting that I. Well, I think the short answer is that it can. Right. There might be a situation in which it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, if we if I do my job correctly and you do your job correctly in explaining to the parents that, hey, look, this is the waiver. Right. Right. You're not just signing, you know, a Christmas card or a birthday card for Johnny here. You're waiving your rights um, to to bring a suit. If your kid gets hurt in this bouncy house, then, yes, it ought to uh, be effective. Interesting. And then as the personal injury attorney, I would be looking at were there was there negligence on your part? Yeah. Um, did you do something unreasonable that led to this injury? And if so, I would argue that that was not waived by the waiver because you can't waive negligence. And so I would be looking for ways to argue that the waiver is invalidated because of the negligence. Okay. I was inside having a gin and tonic because 35 (laughs) kids playing on a bouncy house Well, is a lot. Stacey, unfortunately, <laughs> you signed a contract with the bouncy house people that said you would not allow more than eight children in that bouncy house at any one given time. Um, and therefore, by letting 35 kids in there, you were negligent. And now Troy is going to tear our waiver to shreds. <laughs> <Damn>. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Did I analyze that properly there, Council? Well done. Well done. <laughs> okay. So the lesson here is... Don't get a bouncy house. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start a bouncy house business. Or just don't get in Stacy's bouncy house. (laughs) I am very busy. (laughs) I'm inside. I'm probably getting the cake or something. Um, Now, if I'm starting a business, Justin, you mentioned that, you know, you work with people that have a business. Like, that's the starting point. What if I'm 
starting a business. I've decided in spite of everyone telling me not to go into the bouncy house business. Nope, I'm going to do it. Ah, Um, Great. And so I don't have the business yet. Are you the first stop? Like, who's the first stop? Well, I can be the first stop. Um, You know, generally speaking, when people come to me, they might be a little further down. You may have gone and talked to the to the bouncy house supplier and or you've talked with someone who's going to fund your bouncy house business, uh, at least about some general terms, right? And so you come to me and say, hey, I want to start this business and this is how I'm going to do it and this is how I'm going to finance it. What do I need? Uh, then I'm going to start in with a, with a list of things that we need to talk about, right? We're going to talk about things all the way from, do you have a partner? Uh, do we need to form an entity, a corporation or an LLC? Uh, who's going to own the bouncy houses? How are you going to get revenue out of this business? Do we need to design some kind of a structure? So who one party's going to own the bouncy houses and one's going to use them and one's going to promote them. Are there different aspects of that? So there's a lot of work to be done there. And all those people need to have paperwork demonstrating their contractual relationship with each other. Um, you know, the, the idea is that good, good contracts make good friends and good partners, right? Um, good fences make good neighbors. It's the uh-huh. same concept, right? When, when everybody is well-versed in the limitations of what they're supposed to be doing, usually, quote-unquote, they get along a lot better. Um, so we're going to start in that area. And then we're going to say, all right, now you're going to be sending these bouncy houses out there. We need to have a, something that your customers will sign that limits, that makes sure they only put eight people in there at once and that they don't have a gin and tonic while they're watching it, right? <laughs> um, and then we're going to say- Keeping it real. <laughs> exactly. Then we're going to say, okay, wait a minute. Are you going to have a physical location? Are you, do you have a lease? Are you, you going to buy some real estate? Um, how are we going to set that up? Who's going to own that real estate? Who's, how are you going to pay for that? How are other people going to be paying you? Um, the, the possibilities are endless. Right? I know. I'm like, okay, I don't want to have a bouncy house business anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I have other ideas that seem simpler, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I'm going to shoot back to Troy here. So tell me about some of the things that people wouldn't know about a personal injury case. Like, you know, I was saying to you earlier that there are people out there, whatever they're, whatever they're calling a lawyer for, that's like, oh, no, I, you know, I, I probably don't have a case and I don't want to make a big deal. It's like it's just a little whatever. Um, so the first thing is obviously the calling, that you're not a bad person for the fact that your life has been impacted by whether it's a personal injury or if you're in business or whatever it is. Like it's the whole uh your oxygen mask on first so that you can help others, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so you, you make the call, but what are things that people don't realize? Probably the number one thing is, is how complex and complicated the insurance aspects of personal injury claims can be. Um, you know, people often don't even really know what insurance they have. You know, again, talking about auto accidents and auto insurance, um, because, you know, there are a lot of those, unfortunately, in the Northwest, um, you know, because of weather and conditions that, um, you know, uh, PIP coverage, personal injury protection, it, it's coverage that pays for your medical treatment if you get injured. doesn't matter who injures who or why. The PIP coverage gives you initial treatment coverage. A lot of people don't know about that. They don't know how much it is. 
They don't know that if they use it and they get a recovery from the at-fault party, you have to repay it. It's your insurance and they'll pay your bills for you, but you don't realize, oh, I'm going to go get, they offer me 10 grand to settle it. Great. I'll take that 10 grand. But then I get a letter from my insurance company that says, oh, but we paid $6,000 in PIP coverage. You need to repay us that $6,000 out of the 10 you just got. And they're like, what? Yeah. PIP is like a misnomer. Like PIP seems like positive. And that, I mean, it is positive if you need that money. You're like floating alone, essentially, right? However, that's right. an important thing to pay attention to. But it's the same thing if you don't have PIP and you just have health insurance, right? Great. I have health insurance. That'll pay for my medical bills. And then I'll go settle this claim with the at-fault party. You have to repay your, your medical insurance, too. Anybody who kind of fronts that money for treatment for injuries that were caused by somebody else, they have a lien. They have a lien on your claim so that they can recover that money because they're like, hey, we shouldn't have had to pay for this medical treatment. That person who hurt you should pay for it. So they want to recover it. Most people don't know that. So let's say I have an accident in my very long driveway in my car and I get hurt. Is it health insurance, auto insurance, or home insurance? Did you trip over the bouncy house? <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm so curious how you got in an accident in your driveway, Stacy. Well, because the bouncy house was in the way. Gin, gin and tonic is involved <laughs> once again. Okay. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> well, I did need to know how the accident occurred or why to decide if it's a premises liability issue, if it's because, you know, a rock of your, your quarry, uh, you know, your landscaping got in the way. Okay. I stopped short because the dog ran behind the car and my kid was not yet buckled and in their seat. And so they got like whiplash or something. So if you have auto insurance and you have PIP coverage, that would be primary. That would be first. Then your health insurance will come in second after that's been exhausted. Okay. So it doesn't matter that it happened on my property. Homeowner's insurance, isn't. that's not part Yeah, of it. it's in a motor vehicle okay. at the time, and so your auto insurance would be primary. Got it. Interesting. I like coming up with these things and trying to stump you guys, <laughs> and it's just not working. Okay. We only have a few minutes, though. So, Justin. Yes. What is something that, similar to what Troy was talking about with uh, personal injury, what is something that, what is the PIP version of your practice that people need to know about? What's the thing that people don't know, Yeah. Right? Um, well, two things, I guess. One, one is that concept that I mentioned earlier, the, the whole good fences make good neighbors concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of people coming in and I want to do a deal with somebody I know and trust. Right. Right. I don't need a contract. Just, just make it happen. I don't need a contract. And, uh, what people don't know is that, um, they don't recognize that, that perception, human perception differs from person to person, even if you like them. Right. And so, um, so contracts are even more important between friends because when a dispute happens between friends, you lose more than just the thing you lose. You lose a friendship, right? Right. So I'd say that one is, is key. If you're going to partner with someone you know and trust, let's make sure that the contracts are well done. So that's one. Okay. Um, the other is that there's always ancillary properties that are involved in any of these things. For instance, Stacy, you come to see me with a big idea and you bring a friend in who's going to help you with the big idea. Who owns the big idea? Me, right? Naturally. Well, 
you think that, but the friend thinks it's part hers because she's getting involved with you as well, right? So, so there's always these little ancillary issues, right? Intellectual property, uh, non-disclosure things, all, all these little things that come along for the ride when you decide you want to execute on a business. And that's where, you know, it's my job to imagine the worst case scenarios and do things to prevent them. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, well, I think we have like two minutes here. Um, so I want to give you both the opportunity to share how people can connect and find you. So Troy, would you please share your info? Yes. Uh, so Injury Law Group Northwest, we're located in Issaquah as our physical office. You can find us online at www.injurylawgroupnw, as in northwest.com. Our number is 425-313-1184. And again, just call. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost. And find out what you don't know. And um, I will say, if you want more information about Troy and what he does, listen to my uh, podcast, Don't Ask Me to Talk. Um, It's called Collision Course. It's from March 30th of this year, 2021. He and Pete Connolly are on the show and they talk a lot about these things. And so there is some additional information that you can find as well. Justin, how can people connect with you? Uh, So you can reach out through our website at www.romeropark.com. That's R-O-M-E-R-O-P-A-R-K.com. Or you can call us at 425-450-5000. Awesome. I will say um, you are both truly very good at what you do, very kind, very talented, and very trustworthy. So you heard it here first, folks. Thank you, Stacey. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for being a guest. And again, um, reach out to these folks. Ask the question. Education is key. If you want to know more about Plateau Partners, you can text BNIPPINFO to 55678, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at BNI Plateau Partners. Thanks for listening. Tax law changes all the time, which is both annoying and stressful. Relax. Raj Prabhu is a CPA and enrolled agent and sometimes marriage counselor. It's his passion to keep track of, learn, and master the nuances of ever-changing tax law and requirement. He saves his client time and money so they can focus on their relationships because advising clients how to maximize money-saving strategies minimizes their stress. Raj speaks tax, so you don't have to. Connect with Raj of RLP Tax and Accounting, PLA. LC through his website www.rlptax.com www.rlptax.com